Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldron, Jamie Fox, the Edge Edition on a Wednesday morning. Top of the morning to everybody. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us on the Edge. We're brought to you by Dr. David Weber. North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North. Uh, that would Monroe. be North, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be North. Uh, in Monroe, 318 <laughs> That familiar voice you hear in the background. No, it's not Colin Cowherd. No, it's not Jason Whitlock. It's our own Jamie Fox. Jamie, what's up? Uh, Terry, good to hear from you this morning. I, I, I noticed uh, you uh, conveniently chose to skip town the day after tax day. Uh, there were three guys here at the studio waiting. Uh, they had nice suits on, but they were asking about your whereabouts. And all I could tell them is, uh, I think he headed west. Um, other than that, I, you know, I, I tried to be as uh, nondescript as possible. But uh, again, uh, you, you've headed out of town. Uh, I, I think you're okay. Uh, you know, an undercover darkness. You may be able to slip back into town at some time in the next 48 hours. Yeah, they're going to get two goats and a chicken from me if they uh, if they sue. Not a whole lot of stuff going on, but uh, uh, top of the morning to you, Dr. Tabor. How are you in uh, the Death Star this morning? I am well on the controls, making sure I keep you in puff, at least keep the appearance of keeping you in line. Yeah, that's a He's full-time job in itself. Uh, you guys are welcome to chime in this morning on the text line, 888 Nine nine three seven seven six two, which is the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union hotline uh, and text line. I'd uh, love to hear from you and your opinions on stuff. Jamie, I want to start with this, and, and I'm sort of reticent not to speak about it because I, I don't want to overblow this thing, but obviously the big news this morning, uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, yes. found dead in his jail cell, the former All-Pro tight end. The New England Patriots. Uh, it appears that he's committed suicide by hanging himself, and so that's been the lead story. Uh, you know, pretty much every news circuit, news cycle on the planet. So I want to cover for just a minute. But uh, and, you know, initially my thoughts, and certainly it's it's a, a tragic end. Uh, and again, the guy's a convicted murderer, so I've got no remorse for him on that part. But but what I'll tell you is this. The guy came from absolutely nothing. Goes to Florida, plays with Tebow, uh, some of the best players in the country, becomes uh, gets drafted by the gold standard of, of professional sports franchises, the New England Patriots, has unprecedented success with them. Uh, and then for some bizarre reason, or, or maybe he was always a, sort of a nefarious guy behind the scenes, maybe he turned into that, I, I don't know. But what happens He's convicted of a murder. He was recently acquitted of two more that, that law enforcement uh, assures people that he committed. But anyway, he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. He's got a fiance that uh, I think they, he has a four-year-old child, if I'm not mistaken. That's and correct. so I guess the, the rags to riches to just tragic end. And again, Aaron Hernandez is a victim of, of his own decisions. But, you know, a tragic end to a situation, that we see this all too often, I think, in society. We see it played out in sport as well, Jamie. Well, I think, you know, we talked a little bit earlier this week, uh, you know, about uh, what would happen if Pac-Man Jones didn't have football right now and what would happen if some of these uh, Greg Hardy you worry about uh, to an extent and you worry about, obviously, this. I think one of the things that stands out to me, Terry, in, in, in reading some of the, you know, the comments about is, is – you know, his death is that, you know, they keep bringing up about his four-year-old daughter. And I, as I read those, I kept thinking, but but what about possible offspring or the children or sons or daughters of these people that he, you know, without question killed? Uh, you know, there's no sympathy for, I mean, I think this is, this is so tragic. It, it, it almost, you know, it writes itself in the sense that, you know, it, it, he came, as you indicated, came from very tough background 
went to Florida, got away, you know, you would think getting into Gainesville and getting away from those influences. Uh, Urban Meyer, I think if you probably read between the lines, this was a, a pretty a checkered past even before he got to Florida. Um, and I think, you know, as, as you and I have talked about before, sometimes you think as a coach you can, you know, you can make a difference. Um, I think if you look up stereotypical, I mean, Aaron Hernandez checked all the boxes, and unfortunately it's not just his life, but, uh, you know, there's it, a good chance that he may have, you know, cost the lives of three or four other people. And now, again, yeah, I mean, to some extent to give credence to some of that, that, yes, his daughter, but, I mean, uh, even without this conviction that he was exonerated from, he was he was absolutely looking at a life sentence. So he decided to take matters in his own hands, and it's just as, it's, it's just as sad a story it can possibly be written. Well, you know, to me, and again, you know, I'm I'm new to the media thing, relatively speaking, and you certainly don't want to call, you know, we're going to talk about Aaron Hernandez all day. It's going to be ad nauseum on every single yeah. uh, sports show, radio, television, Internet, uh, website. And the guy that he killed, yeah, he's not going to be mentioned. Uh, we're, you know, we saw the Facebook Live killer the other day, this weekend, and just walked and up to a random up guy up, yeah. and shoots him. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, this guy's story is known all over the world now. And the guy that he shot um, really is not some 75-year-old guy that was just out fighting on his business, uh, apparently a, a great family man. And he's no longer with us because, uh, you know, this guy wants his 15 minutes of fame and just decided to, to take matters into his own hands. And so I don't want to spend that much time on Hernandez. I, I do it. I think it's a tragic situation. It's a great lesson uh, in life because you could be at the very pinnacle in the choices that you make. Aaron Hernandez, Jamie, made the choices that put him in that situation. Uh, No no question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a sad deal in a lot of ways, but I guess that's just, uh, that was the choice that he opted to take. A lot of people say, hey, it's a coward's way out. Some people say, no, you know. Uh, you know, I don't know about all of that, but uh, certainly a uh, a promising future, not only in the football field, but uh, just his life, his family uh, changed forever, and also the people, the person and or people that uh, he took their lives. So crazy yeah, things going on. You're going to hear about this in sport all day long. Yeah, and I think the thing about it, Terry, I keep coming back to is I, I'm, I've gotten to know someone who, you know, attempted suicide and were unsuccessful at it, and I – you know, I asked some probing questions. I mean, what did it? And they, they, the way they described it is, is you see, you see no future. You see, and that's that's sad. But you know, here's the thing about you know, and then in Fresno, you know, four people killed uh, in a in an attack. You know, just random folks killed going that didn't that that were were working on a future or, or saw some or had, you know, these were more than likely productive citizens who were paying taxes, had families. And the carnage left in their wake is just unbelievable, and yet it seems like all the the media co- – and I, I can understand why. I mean, all the, the, the media coverage goes to the perpetrators. And, you know, the the guy in Fresno, he's now – why? You know, we're asking all these probing questions. Well, you know, they're just, they're just people in this world that are, you know, going to take it upon themselves to, to – you know, and, the, and, that, and the carnage that they wreak. I mean, you think about this. Four people killed in Fresno – Possibly four people or two people at least that we know Aaron Hernandez was probably responsible for, um, you know. And it's just the guy that uh, the the Facebook killer, you know, seventy five year old man minding his own business. Uh, you know, that's to me that's the tragedy. I mean, th- these these things are we don't. I think the media would be maybe well served to do some research into these. Give us the, the light. It could be boy. I mean, you know, the guy could be whatever. You know. Could uh, could talk on the radio a couple of times a week like you and I do, and John does. But uh, uh, they have a story to tell too. You know what? Their story's not being told. That's true. I mean, you know, I looked at the the Fresno thing last night. I'm, I'm over here in Dallas. And mm-hmm. I caught part of it on the ho- in the hotel room uh, or in the hotel lobby. That uh, it seemed curious to me because a couple of people had texted me about it, and uh, it actually referenced our, our discussion with Rocky Smith last week. It's still carry. Uh, I promise you, none of the guys that got killed yesterday in Fresno thought that was going to happen. Exactly. And so, you know, I guess you always have to be aware of what's going on. And sometimes, I guess it's just your time. But it was interesting that the police came out with the initial immediate statement 
hey, this is not terror-related, yet the guy is, uh, is screaming Allah Akbar, and uh, apparently he had a, a serious racial motive uh, in some of the things that were written on his uh, social media, some of the statements he had made, but you know, immediately they come out with, uh, it's not terrorism-related. You know, you're thinking just the average person is going, wait a minute, how do you know this? How do you know immediately it's not doing that? So I think that knee-jerk reaction is why so many people these days, Jamie, I don't think they trust the media. I really don't. I, I think people uh, cast a very wary eye uh, on most media outlets these days for that very reason there. I, they don't think you're telling them the truth. Well, I think that's well-grounded. I think that, you know, I think everyone should be, I mean, an appreciation of freedom of speech and everything, but I think you should be skeptical. I mean, there's there's no doubt that, you know, we've seen, I've seen examples of where they've sugar-coated or, or tried to slant the news. I think, you know, without getting into the specifics, I think you could probably say this past uh, election there was a there was a definite slant, and I think that makes the whole thing a little bit more amazing how they how it turned out based upon. But apparently, uh, you know, the American people look at the media with a little bit of a skeptical eye, and I, I don't think that's an unhealthy thing. Um, and now, you know, in the way these things are being portrayed, uh, you know, going back to the Hernandez situation. Uh, as tragic as it is, I mean, um, again, the tragedy began when he, when the lives of these other people were taken. That's, you know, it's it's one thing to steal a, you know, something that's that's bad enough, but to take a life of somebody, uh, it's it's incomprehensible. And then what? people feel the way they do. And I I think it's I think the American people should look at the media with a skeptical eye. Well, the, you know, the, the lifestyle that's portrayed a lot of times. Right. Uh, it, it's not a productive lifestyle. It's just the, uh, you know, you 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 play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and certainly if you're if you're in a lifestyle that is uh, around a lot of nefarious people, uh, typically uh, you become to a some degree nefarious because it's it's your associations. If you, you know, and, and I've heard that before, and we talked to our athletes about that uh, when I was a college coach and even a high school coach. If you show me somebody's friends, their inner circle. I can tell you so much about that person. So if you're hanging around with bad people, and by bad I mean people that are doing illegal things, dangerous things, it's going to rub off on you. And so certainly a uh, a huge uh, sad ending for Aaron Hernandez. Uh, not completely, I think. Un uh, yeah, I'm not sure that it surprises. I think the the timing of it maybe, but. And the inquiries into how he did it and, and all that, we'll, we'll run that over. But, but before we get a break here, Jamie, I kind of wanted to get into uh, a little of the NBA playoff situation and Paul George. You know, and we've talked about Paul George after game one, uh, and this is when uh, Indiana is playing uh, Cleveland. They had a chance to win. Paul George gives the ball up when he's double-teamed, which he should have done. Uh, is not able to get it back. C.J. Miles takes a shot. It's a makeable shot. Misses it. They lose game one. To Cleveland, game two, uh, they lose. Uh, I think it was close to double figures. They were never really in that game toward the end. Uh, Paul George, hey, I need some help. My, they calls his teammates out. Understand what's happening here, folks. And you know, we talked about clutch versus uh, intelligent basketball because you know odds are, and like LeBron said, look, if I'm doubled, I give the ball up. But LeBron's also giving the ball up to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Uh, it's a little yeah, bit different exactly. than the guys. Yeah, it's a different than the guys you can put on uh, Larry Bird's uh, Indiana Pacers. You can slap their face on a milk cart. Nobody knows who knows who they are. But nonetheless, understand what Paul George is doing. He's got one year left on his contract. Paul George is doing what you used to do back in the day, Jamie. <clears throat> you get ready to break up with a girl. You really don't want the negative publicity that's going to come with it. So you start picking fights. You start doing little things. Uh, hey, you don't understand me, you don't appreciate me, I need some help here is what Paul George is saying. And he's got one more year. Folks, he's bailing after next year out of Indiana. I, I'll go ahead and tell you that. He's by far the best player on the team. It's not even close. He doesn't have the appropriate help. And we're seeing in the NBA right now, and the Celtics are proving this, in the NBA you have to have multiple stars, high, high-level players, the elite of the elite, to win in the playoffs. Celtics won the uh, the top seed. No real superstars on their team. Uh, a great team, and that works during the regular season. Playoffs about superstars 
and about what can, you can do, and especially those seven-game series. And the, the Celtics, are, I think there's one other team maybe that has lost as a number one seed to the eighth seed uh, under the current format. It seems like uh, the Mavericks did uh, years back, some 10, 12 years ago, uh, and I think it was to Golden State, actually, uh, when Don Nelson had left the Mavericks and went to Golden State. I think that was a series of five. And uh, I want to say it was the Warriors that swept the Mavs out of the playoffs, and the Mavs were the top seed. Uh, there was a lot of hurt feelings here in Dallas when that happened. But you're getting ready to see why, if you hadn't seen it already, why the Boston Celtics, who had a chance to get Jimmy Butler last year, they had a chance to get Jimmy Butler or not. Uh, they chose not to. Jimmy Butler's lighting them up. He's the best player on the floor in that series. You got uh, Rajon Rondo, who decided to show up for that playoff series. Odds are the next series he won't show up for, but he's been pretty good in this one. Uh, so you have a, and Dwayne Wade, who's still aging. So good stuff going on. If you're the Chicago Bulls, if you're the Celtics, uh, and the Celtics fans booed their own team last night. When's the last time you saw a one seed fans boo their own team against the eight? So crazy stuff going on. But Paul George, look, it's a breakup with a girlfriend, and he set the groundwork up, and you'll see that. I would suggest you're going to bounce in to uh, see him go to the Lakers in another year. So we're going to take our first break. This segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Duke. Pyworks, for my pizza by design, seven ninety nine lunch special. Tell Jay and company you heard it on the edge in ESPN. Check it out the back of the This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Like a 17 Jeep Cherokee Sport for only $19.9. A 17 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited for only $34.9. A 17 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland is $5,000 off MSRP. 17 Jeep Renegade is only $18.9. And 16 Wranglers are $4,000 off MSRP. It's going on now during the Spring Clearance Event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. Hey, small business owners, are you managing your backups or are they managing you? Kevin with Hitech again. What if a tornado or a flood or a fire destroyed your office and all of your files? Or CryptoLocker came calling and denied you access to your data. Could your business recover? At Hitech, we have a solution that will back up, protect, and recover your data, and it's more cost-effective than you think. Call us today at 582-1800 to learn more. That's Hitech, 582-1800. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny sky with warm temperatures today in a high of 83 degrees. Part of the cloudy skies, a bit cool tonight, a low 62. Part of the cloudy skies with a 20% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 84 degrees. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. 
Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, the Edge here on a Wednesday morning. Appreciate you spending a little part of your uh, morning time with us. Hopefully we're going to uh, put a smile on your face or you might throw us up at the radio. Who knows? Either way, we're going to evoke a response. And uh, I think we're going to get one on this one, Jamie. Uh, before we get into that, this segment is sponsored by our friends at GB Cooling, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, Jamie sent me this article the other day, folks. I've been kind of waiting to do this one because I knew it would uh, evoke some responses, and that's kind of what we're looking for. Uh, there was a press box article, and it was talking about uh, sort of the blue bloods of college sports. And, and who are the blue bloods? These are, if you remember the old show Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell III and his wife Lovey, they were blue bloods. They were the, we're a little bit better than you and we know it type crowd. Well, you have Lonnie that in yeah, well, you, you have that in college sports. And, and let's throw it out there. Kentucky basketball, uh, certainly North Carolina basketball, Duke basketball has become that. Kansas basketball, UCLA, those are the blue blood elites uh, in college sports. And a few here and there, but primarily it's that group. And, and college football, for years it was Michigan, Ohio State. They still are. Now you throw in Alabama. Uh, a couple Texas has been. They may be again. I don't think they're a current blue blood now. But certainly Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Florida, USC. Uh, who am I leaving out, Jamie, on the blue bloods of college football? Where Used to be going? Nebraska. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, I, well, I think Nebraska's you know, certainly in the conversation. Uh, you might, I guess you could maybe throw Oregon in there, uh, possibly. Uh, maybe Penn State, recent revival under James Franklin. Um, and the, of course, you got to look ACC way. Uh, you know, will Miami make a comeback under Mark Rick? I think that's obviously, you know, at, at one point, I guess you could consider them a blue blood. Uh, and then, you know, the ACC, Florida State, as you indicated. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it, it, you know, I think coast to coast, I mean, you can, that, that's a pretty good starting point. Well, and here's the interesting thing on the article you said. I mean, and the thing of it is Alabama football too big to fail. And I guess the, the, the point of the article is that you have a lot of programs, and I'm thinking North Carolina basketball uh, at the very tip-top here of that, of that heat. Are there programs that the NCAA will not investigate or will investigate uh, less stringently maybe than Nickel State or uh, Miami of Ohio and Urbana-Chicago? Urbana-Chicago. I mean, it, you know, are there, are there programs they investigate with uh, more reciprocity than they do others. And I think the answer is, yeah, I think NCAA has never been about fair play and equality. Uh, and look at any of these mid-major programs. Hugh Freeze threw, uh, threw uh, shade on that one when, you know, he talked about, hey, you know, we started winning games. And I think they have, what, Jamie, 15 level one violations that uh, they've hit Ole Miss with, including uh, the uh, the proverbial nuclear bomb, lack of institutional control. And so anytime people start winning that have not been winning, uh, yeah, it's uh, you can you can expect the boys from Indy to show up at any given time. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's the, you know, I think the in the, in the way they conduct investigations sometimes I think so, shows selective uh, prosecution. I think it's, if you look at the, you know, Ole Miss, I think they were, this thing was drug out for nine and ten, just enough to, to to really put a kink in their recruiting efforts, uh, probably the same thing. And then you look at North Carolina, which is it's been ongoing for so long, people have forgotten about it uh, regarding academic fraud. And I don't think that's still uh, had a resolution yet. And basically North Carolina gave them the Hawaiian symbol of love to go away, and, and the NCAA kind of did it. And you and I have posed the question, does that have anything to do with the fact that North Carolina is a perennial uh, NCA participant and usually goes very deep, has very deep uh, fan base as far as money. And uh, I think you can say that. I think there is selective prosecution with the uh, NCAA. Uh, we only have to look at what's what's happened here locally. Um, and, and also when it comes to, to schools, upstart schools, I think if, if Boise State was so good that they were winning national championships, I think you'd, they'd come under the scrutiny as well. But – at this point, uh, I, I think Alabama football is, is somewhat of a sacred cow. And uh, obviously because of the money, and belie- I've been close enough to, to see that, that it is an absolute, uh, it's 
the money regarding Alabama and Texas football, for that matter. Uh, again, uh, I guess you could almost call them a blue blood as well. The the resources. I think you could. Chuck pointed yeah. out to me, and thank you, Chuck, for protecting that. In Notre Dame, I think it's certainly one of the yeah. blue bloods. I can't believe I forgot those guys. But you know, Jamie, if you really go back and look into the Neville Shapiro deal at University of Miami, the NCAA had bribed Shapiro's lawyer. Now, the funny thing about lawyers, I don't know how many. I'm sure you know quite a few, like I do. The funny thing I've known about lawyers is there's such a thing that's called client privilege, attorney-client privilege, which means you can't disclose the things they talk about, yet the NCAA, in investigating a program for cheating, now, now get this, make sure you wrap your head around this, the NCAA is the watchdog, and they're investigating a program for cheating. They bribe the guys who they're investigating his lawyer, and uh, use that information against the institution. If that's yeah. not the height of hypocrisy, I, I have no idea what that word means. There's no question, and we talked at, at length about uh, you know the Shapiro situation and the uh, selective versus uh, you know in, enforcement that they use and the, and the the things that Shapiro went on. I mean, this is these are legendary. But uh, and the way the NCA conducted themselves, I mean that that alone brings them under suspicion uh and, and for them to be you know conducting investigations this way it's, it's no wonder so some schools are talking about you know leaving the ncaa uh because in, in this case we talked about it earlier i mean they brought a lot of this on themselves they brought this scrutiny upon themselves and i think just like uh, we talked about there should be a, a skeptical eye aimed toward the media there should be a very skeptical eye aimed toward the ncaa yeah, you know, and the thing with Alabama, and look, there, there's a lot of allegations. There's a lot of things that go on. Certainly Alabama is not unique to this. But, uh, you know, if you look at it from, uh, what was the guy, uh, was it Davis? Was that the coach, Bo Davis? Uh, in yeah, Alabama. In, in Alabama, the, the defensive coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was accused of contacting recruits during the dead period. And NCAA engaged in a small investigation. That's pretty, uh, that's not a major deal, to be honest with you. Uh, but they had lack of, you know, they had no lack of action against Alabama, uh, no harm, no foul, and so Davis, they let Davis resign. Uh, he was then paid three hundred sixteen thousand dollars last year in August, uh, and he, he resigned in April. And the reason Alabama gave for the payment, and this is the coach that resigned. I don't know much about you, Jamie, but when we resigned from ESPN ninety-seven-seven. I don't think we're going to get three hundred grand in a lump sum payment. Uh, but the reason, and I'm quoting, to resolve disputed claims related to his separation from the university. And so, uh, tra- mm-hmm. did, did that strike you as a payoff? Uh, translated, keep your mouth shut. Um, that was For the way. Grand, I think I could do that. I'll do it happily. Um, and I'll tell you something else too. Is it's read a little bit about this with Bo Davis. I mean, he, I don't, you know, I didn't think he was destitute in any stretch, but he was working for a trucking company. Um, in Birmingham, I bet he made Alabama. Yeah, and and while he and and again he gets a you know a little bit of a parachute to leave Alabama quietly. Um, he's now been hired by UTSA, uh, San Antonio University, Texas San Antonio. Frank Wilson gobbled him up, uh, and now uh, he's under a show cause. But I, I mean, I think I don't think he's going to his employment at UTSA to this point doesn't appear to be jeopardized. Um, if it does, I, I'll, I'll be surprised. Although you know, when it comes to the NCA, nothing surprises me or shouldn't. But I, I think there's a lot of things here with, with regarding Bo Davis that you know I, I think we're we don't really know the whole story. I, I keep going. Well, why did they give him that kind of? And, You're and that's not going to know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I will give you. I got to give Alabama prop. They do the best job of of any university I know of. Uh, is the remember the old Auburn when Auburn uh, was it? Uh, I can't remember if it was Pat Dyer or whatever. You remember when they were busted? They said, "Keep it down home, cuz." Well, believe yeah. me, the University of Alabama has a has has mastered that uh, when it comes to team discipline. When it comes to uh, filtering the news, uh, you just watch an Alabama Nick Saban news conference, and everybody is on pins and needles. Uh, and Belichick, afraid it's Belichick at the collegiate level. It is. Yeah, they're terrified. Uh, you know, you, well, when is he going to go off on a rant against you? And, you know, let me tell you something. You get back in his grill, he'll back down. He will. 
I've known, I knew at LSU a little, she was, and she said, you're not going to talk to me that way. And he backs down. But you know what? He is probably, and particularly now that the the governor of Alabama's back down, he's the, he the argument, and you've made it, Terry. He's 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 more powerful than the governor of Alabama right now. And I no, think absolutely. That's, I don't think it's going down Powerful than the yeah. Okay, we're gonna go take our break. We come back, Jimmy. On the other side of this break, we have breaking sports news. Uh, you're not gonna believe this one, folks. I, I have a hard time telling you this. Politics and sports running together again. Uh, you're not going to believe this one. You want to stay tuned for this. You, you want to hear this one because, yeah, just completely egregious news here. And this is ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Edge, and segment brought to you by a friend, Mr. Bobby Mang, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney. Criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby Manning is there for you. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. 318-342-1411. 342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law extraordinaire. Ledge, back on Memento, ESPN. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investment. I'm Eric McCullough, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 318-254-0032 or stop by my office at 734 Celebrity Drive today. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Sometimes the grass grows so fast it feels like you live in a jungle. Here's Richie McKinney. Tame the jungle in half the time with a Hustler Zero Turn Mower from McKinney's and Ruston. With heavy-duty welded steel decks, powerful Kohler and Kawasaki engines, Hustler stands the test of time. Prices start at just $27.99 or only $67 a month. It's 0% interest for qualified buyers. Come see us today at McKinney's, your outdoor superstore, because it's a jungle out there. Working trucks, hunting trucks, playing trucks, and everyday hauling trucks. There's more of them here at Ryan Chevrolet. Over 180 trucks on the lot. Pick from the durable Silverado or the all-new Colorado. All at the number one Chevy dealer, Ryan Chevrolet, 1101 Oliver Road in Monroe. Call 318-387-2222 or visit ryanautomotive.com. Thanks for making Ryan Chevrolet the number one truck dealer in northeast Louisiana. GM supply data for total Chevy sales. Find new roads. Go track sign to Hot Rod Barbecue, where hot rods rule and a pit barbecue takes the green light. Treat your crew to a family pack of slow-cooked pit-style ribs, Risky. chicken, Ham. turkey, sausage, and pork loin. Take the lead with our high-octane baked beans, car slaw, and big block potato salad. Take the checkered flag with our peach cobbler. Crowds go wild over our fast-track lunch special. Dine in or make a pit stop at our drive-thru. Hot Rod Barbecue, open Monday through Saturday, 11 till 9. And we cater to... Eat in the winter circle. Hot Rod Barbecue. 1911 Carmel Highway, Ruston. No need for you to worry. No need in West Monroe, Ruston, or Monroe Office 3610300, each office independently owned and operated. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox with you. Rolling the second half of the edge this morning. Thank you for spending a lot of little part of your morning. With us, as I indicated before, Jamie, we have breaking news. Uh, are you sitting down? Or are you duct taping your head, keeping them exploding? Uh, Tom yeah. Brady will not be attending the White House visit with the Patriots today. What? You got to be Tom me. Brady is skipping the White House visit. Um, in this case, though, I think he has. Uh, well, I mean, maybe Giselle said, "Hey." Sit this one out, or let's go on a let's go on a romantic cruise or something. Then I'll he give him a pass for that. He you did? know, but Brady, let me read you a statement. You know, there's okay. a bunch of players, several players. Uh, what is it, Devin McCurdy, uh, Martellus Bennett? Martellus Bennett yes. has never uh, never won to uh, to not give quotes. Anyway, Brady released a statement. 
I am so happy and excited. Our team is being honored at the White House today. Our team has accomplished something very special. We're all proud of this for years to come. Thank you uh, to the president for hosting this honorary celebration and supporting our team for as long as I can remember. In light of some recent developments, I'm unable to attend today's ceremony as I'm attending to some personal family matters. Hopefully, if we accomplish the goal of winning a championship in future years, we'll be back on the South Lawn again today. Have a great day. So, Tom Brady also missed uh, the last trip in 2013, and uh, that was under uh, that was under President Obama. Again, guys, I don't, and maybe I'm different. I don't really subscribe politics to a White House visit. I think Nixon started this, and the best of my le- recollection, Jamie, we've had both Republican and Democratic presidents since Richard Nixon, and they have all honored championship teams in their own way. Uh, and it's just the, the office of president uh, honoring these teams. And uh, I guess maybe in recent years we've made it a lot more political than, uh, th- than it has been. Yeah, in this age of social media and 24-7 coverage, I think that's what you're seeing, Terry, is you're just seeing a, a plethora of, you know, trying to make something, uh, as, as we say, swallowing, cam- uh, swallowing camels and choking on gnats. Uh, I, I don't really – I mean, I think they were probably six Patriots for – you know, and they let it be known it was probably for political reasons. They Fine, don't go. I mean, but I, I kind of like, I'm getting to the point where I, you know, listen, if you don't want to go, don't go. Uh, keep your mouth. If you, but I think, I mean, I can't call myself a huge Brady fan. I think he handled that with a lot of diplomacy. Uh, it'd be nice if some of these other people would. Whether it's Obama or uh, Trump in the White House, just, you know, I, I can't go. Our thanks for the opportunity. Um but people want to use this as a platform, and I don't think that's necessarily really. I mean, in the big scheme of things, what are the what is their reason for the visit? Okay, they won the Super Bowl, big hairy deal. You know, now we got things going on in the other parts of the world that are heck of a lot more important, and um, you know that's when it's time to. I, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with people not going. I just would if I didn't go for whatever reason, I would just keep my mouth shut. But apparently. I'm not a million-dollar athlete who has the opportunity. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if you – I mean, if Texas Wesleyan been invited to the White House and the president uh, – you didn't vote for the president that uh, was currently occupying that office, which you have still taken your Texas Wesleyan team well, to the White House. A, a the funny Rose antidote – yeah, a funny antidote with that, uh, <laughs> Jamie. We, uh, we won in 2006, and that was in the middle of uh, uh, George W.'s second term when his popularity – Let's just say his popularity was not very good. And uh, we, we reached out because we wanted him to go. We wanted to go to the White House. We're the only team from Texas that had won a, uh, a national championship since 89. So we reached out, and the senators, uh, Kay Bailey Hutchinson, uh, I forgot who the other one was at the time, they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you guys up here. We'll do some stuff off the Senate with you. We never could swing the White House, although we got a note from Cheney. And, and I, did get a, I did get a letter, a congratulatory uh, dear, uh, dear coach, congratulations on winning the national championship for Bush. Uh, but mm-hmm. we never could swing the White House gig. We were absolutely going. Jamie, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter to me if if Jimmy Carter or Barack Obama or Ronald Reagan, whoever it is, if you get a chance to do that, uh, to go to the White House to honor your team and to have your country honor them, uh, honored by the nation's leader, uh, to me that's a pretty big deal. And I think you absolutely do that. You can respectfully disagree. We've, we've lost the ability to do that. We've yeah, lost the ability yeah. to respectfully disagree with people and just say, you know, Jamie, I, and you and I disagree on it. God knows Sean Fox and I disagree. But, it, but it's always a respectful, you know, he walks away going, Walter's an idiot. I walk away going, Sean has no idea what he's talking about. But it's all good because there is yes. a there is a human component to being able to articulate your points in the face of people that don't believe them. And we've lost that ability. You know, and this is a great segue to this next one. Phil Jackson, uh, the much-embattled general manager of the New York Knicks. Now, understand the Knicks, uh, the New York Knicks, thank God, every day for the Buffalo Bills and for the Cleveland Browns and for some of the other bad programs in professional sports. Because the Knicks can kind of slide under the radar. Even the New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey Nets. There, thank God we got New Jersey. The Knicks have been uh, a disaster since what the early 1990s, when Jeff Van Gundy was there, and they had Patrick Ewing. Uh, they went to the finals one year. They got beat by Houston. 
I think it was four to three. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals several times against the Bulls. It was just knocked down dragouts. But at any rate, they have not been a portrait of success uh, on the NBA basketball court. They go through coaches, uh, you know, like you go through underwear. So Phil Jackson was brought in to straighten it out after the the uh, the mess up there in Los Angeles. Uh, Phil Jackson played there the last time the Knicks won a World Championship, 1972. Phil Jackson, a member of that team. Bill Jackson won six rings with Chicago Bulls, uh, a couple more with uh, the Lakers. So, Bill Jackson, quite the pedigree. Well, you have Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony won a national championship at Syracuse as a freshman, and that's, that's pretty much it. He was the best player on two Olympic teams that won gold medals. I'll absolutely give him credit and props for that. But to say his success rate in the NBA has translated into winning uh, and winning, I mean, I'm not even talking championship. I'm talking just get down to the first round. I think at Denver they made the, East, the Western Conference Finals once. So, Carmelo Anthony has never been able to raise the level of play of his team to get to even considering a championship level. The New York Knicks get him. Uh, he scores points. He is a prolific shooter in terms of number of shots he puts up. Uh, you know, he's in the 30s and 40s percentile-wise. And it just, you know, sometimes he rebounds, sometimes he don't. Uh, he plays little defense, and now he's older in his career. He's set in his ways. They've shopped him. Nobody will take him. He had a no-trade clause. So Phil Jackson, Jamie, goes out the other day goes, look, Carmelo would probably be better off somewhere else. You don't think Carmelo tried to get out of there? You don't think the Knicks tried to get out of there? And now you have all the, uh, the NBA people coming to Carmelo's defense Oh, uh, Phil was inappropriate comments about Car- how can he treat Carmelo like that? Uh, these are the same people that uh, hey, you want Carmelo? Uh, no, man, we're good. Uh, we no, no. we we got a we got a guy from uh, Slovenia that's like seven years old. We're, we're waiting on him, but you know Carmelo's a great player. We just we don't want him. Uh, and so now people are bagging on Phil Jackson, and Phil has stepped in, and he did the thing with LeBron James talking about LeBron's posse. Uh, and that goes back to, I think, a Phil, uh, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley uh, rivalry, if you will. So, And LeBron was offended by that. LeBron didn't have a posse. He has business associates. So, again, the NBA doing their best, Jamie, to be the WWE. You know, and I find it so fascinating now, Terry, that, you know, I, I would say at one point in time, uh, I guess you would call uh, Phil Jackson maybe the uh, face of political correctness and, uh, I would say probably Phil and I differ on a lot of things politically, but uh, now to see all this stuff, I mean, his, his breakup with Jenny Buss, and now he says a few things about LeBron, and it blows up, it, and then uh, now this, and I love the way it was. he parsed this with uh, with Carmelo when he brought him into, uh, they have end-of-the-year meetings and so forth, and he, the way he tried to, to sell it to Carmelo is, look, you're, you're, the be- you're this, you're that, you don't want to be here, uh, you know, you need to be on a winning team. You need to have a championship before you ride off into the sunset. And uh, and that didn't even fly very well. So poor Phil is having to eat a lot of crow these days. And, and I can't f- summer up a lot of uh, summer up a lot of uh, sympathy for him because I, you know, he's uh, some of this stuff is really he'll be the first to strike out against someone that he disagrees with politically. And now all of a sudden uh, he's having the, the, the little correctness bug has bit him. And he don't like it. Yeah, and Phil is to the left of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean, Phil oh, yeah. is way out there. Hey, I appreciate it, Morgan. Morgan just uh, skewers me here. He goes, hey, the post-break Tom Brady bombshell was more like the failed North Korea missile launch. <laughs> <laughs> well put. That's yeah. pretty good, Morgan. I like that. A couple people go, hey, I'm really happy Brady is skipping it. And somebody else, John, what difference does it make? Uh, that's true. It's just, you know. I played that up a little bit. It's kind of funny, though. You can imagine, though, everybody sensationalizes everything. Uh, Phil Jackson, you know, if he has a if he has a decaf latte, somebody that, that likes caffeine is going to be upset. So you just look for things. And the thing about Carmelo, Jamie, there's no market. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, his best friend, LeBron James, they could have gotten Carmelo in – uh, it's a trade deadline, and they're like, eh, we're good. We're going to stay. The the natural spot for Carmelo, if there's a more dysfunctional franchise, God knows they need Carmelo. It'd be awesome. The Los Angeles Clippers. 
I mean, those guys, there may be a fight in a Clippers game. It's not going to be the Clippers against the other team. It's going to be the Clippers against themselves. Those cats do not like each other. I watched uh, play with a buddy of mine last night here in Frisco, uh, the associate commissioner of the Southland Conference. And we're watching, and, and the Clippers won. Those guys do not like each other. It is no. obvious by watching them play. You're looking at Doc Rivers going, you know, if there was ever a need for a Dr. Phil intervention, it's for Doc Rivers. He's going to be going, my God, what did I get myself in? Well, I mean, again, you know, the NBA, I mean, and now again, it's, you know, you can talk about all you want about uh, corporate sponsorship and things like that. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the ratings are going to be uh, because you've got all this circuses going on around them right now. And uh, I don't know how it's going to play out. But, uh, again, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, he goes off on a reporter. This, these, are, these are a lot of very wealthy people that seem to be very unhappy right now. I don't understand that, Terry. Uh, I'd yeah, like to. I'd like to have their 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 opportunities. Yeah, you throw your teammates under the bus. You try to get a trade. You, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, you're on ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Buck. This segment sponsored by our friends Spondavell, Lenny Lane, and Monroe. Pamper the special people in your life. Look, you messed up on Easter, but you can make it up. You got graduation. You got Mother's Day. You got Father's Day. You got birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, whatever you need. I'm telling you, Spondavell. The place to go get you a gift certificate. Pamper the special people in your life. 318-807-1060. Lammy Lane in Monroe. 318-807-1060. Tell Drew and Company you heard it on the edge in ESPN. Jamie, I'll be back in a moment. Quitting business. This is a public announcement. Back is True Value in Ruston is closing the doors forever. A wall-to-wall sale starts immediately to sell everything in stock. All power tools, hand tools, paint, stain, hardware, automotive, plumbing, electric, and more. All rental tools and equipment. Entire lawn and garden and hunting and fishing department. Also on sale, Jody Backus is retiring, and you can save up to 50% on everything while it lasts. The liquidation sale starts this Thursday and Friday. Open Thursday and Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Back is True Value, hardware and rental, 103 North Service Road, Ruston. Store closed today to prepare. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Take 11000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 2500 Crew 4x4 Tradesman. Take 10000 off 17 Ram 2500 Crew 4x4 Laramie. And a 17 Ram 1500 Quad Express is only 29.4. And don't forget commercial truck season. We've got ProMaster and ProMaster Cities in stock, as well as many options for service beds. So don't miss our spring clearance event going on now at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small? Or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Some fireworks, huh? You feel that? I guess not. Too late for him, I guess. If he'd have lived through it, he could have been down off that back hole by now. Maybe thinking about a cold one after work. Too late for him. But there's still time for you. Call 811 before you dig. Wait for the site to be marked. And always, always dig with care. LA One Call. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in. ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox closing down the edge today uh, on a Wednesday. Appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Uh, this segment brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. The best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the world, folks. You'll see him on US 165 North. 
in Monroe. 318-345-4545. Tell me you heard about it on the edge at ESPN. Uh, Jamie, uh, some more Carmelo Anthony updates. You're talking about a guy that signed a $125 million contract. Uh, he's not had a good week. Apparently, uh, a couple days ago, his wife, Lala Vasquez, who is a uh, very popular, uh, or, or I, I guess a popular reality television star, uh, has moved out. So they are probably uh, headed for divorce. Carmelo Anthony, uh, TMZ, which I guess is the National, would you consider TMZ the National Enquirer uh, on a media site, Jamie? Is, is that a fair comparison, or is TMZ more media credible than that? I would say, no, barely. I would I don't know. It's a it's a it's a standoff. I would probably say they are the National Enquirer, maybe, uh, maybe on steroids. Because you know, again, the consumption's there, so I guess they're going to continue to do what they're going to do. So, anyway, well, uh, Car- Carmelo apparently, uh, and it's being reported by TMZ that he is uh, going to be a father again, and this time it's with a stripper from a New York club uh, who's oh expecting him to pay medical expenses and child support and all that. Uh, other sources, and again, you hate these other sources. Anthony has been unfaithful for years, and Anthony would tell friends, she's married, I'm not. So, anyway, she just moved out. Uh, and so, Carmelo, uh, in addition to Phil Jackson throwing shade in his direction, uh, now his wife and his young 10-year-old son move out. And so, the New York Knicks continue to be a steep, steaming pile of horse dung. Uh, in the NF, in the NBA, and now you got uh, D Rose, who's still telling everybody he's an MVP, and so that should be interesting. Who better yet? Carmelo Anthony is a ball dominant player. Let's just say he's got to have the ball in his hand. That's the way he rolls. Who better to part with him than the other most ball dominant guy in the league, Derrick Rose? Now, unless they come up with a deal where you could actually have two basketballs playing at the same time. Uh, that was destined to fail. You bring in uh, Jeff Hornacek as the coach. Phil Jackson still insistent, I guess, upon running the triangle. The triangle uh, not uh, looked upon favorably by the AAU, excuse me, the NBA players uh, at this point. Now it's high screen and roll. It's, and I was watching games last night. Jamie, if you watch some of these games, there is no such thing as a bad shot in the NBA. No. I mean, do you launch it from 45? I mean, you know, why not? Um, I, and I think that's, I don't know, I think, uh, you know, you and, and Mark Kramer talk a lot about uh, maybe reducing the league down to about, uh, I don't know, 12 teams or something like that. Um, yes. Why, why, why do you, what do you think the genesis of that is, Terry? Is it, is, does a lot of this have to do with uh, the one and dones or, 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 you know, what is the, why do you think I, there's such a lack of, uh, the, the number of games they play? I mean, what's what do you think is the, the thought process behind that? I think lack of accountability. To me. I think people don't understand yeah. the game anymore, Jamie. Not, not like right. they did. Uh, you mm-hmm. have people teaching the game that, that were not taught the game correctly. And when I say correctly, uh, situational basketball, fundamental basketball, you got guys that can put their kneecaps on the rim now, but they can't shoot a free throw. Uh, no. You have guys that are prolific scorers, but they couldn't guard me. And so I think a lot of it goes down. That's why you see so many Europeans coming here. Mm-hmm. That's why one-third of the draft, one-fourth of the draft, will be overseas players, if not more. There's 64 picks in the world every year, folks. There'll probably be 25 of them European people that you've never heard of. Who? Who's that guy? I've never heard of that country. Yeah. Yet they're being chosen over American players because they have skill sets, they have fundamentals, they understand the game. The very game that we invented, that Dr. Naismith invented, the game that America absolutely owned for, for you know decades upon decades has been exported to the rest of the world, with the exception of the 72 Olympic loss when we were cheated by the Russians. And guess what? It's changed. Michael Jordan and the Dream Team in 92. Do you remember that? that those, and I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. We went to graduate school together when that was going on. And... The opponents of the original Dream Team were taking pictures of them before the game. And the Dream Team would go out and just obliterate them by eight. Well, 96, the gap narrowed a little bit. By 2000 and 2004, 
you had a ton of European players and, and international players in the NBA, and they weren't scared of America anymore. And in 2004, that was the ultimate, uh, the low water mark for, for United States basketball when you had the Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, Vince Carter led debacle. Uh, Larry Brown literally looked like he was going to jump off a building the whole, you know, during that whole uh, Olympic sequence. It was a bad look. It was a bad. Uh, it was just a bad deal all around. The United States is, has a miserable performance. And so, to answer your question, I think it's a lack of fundamentals. I think people don't understand it anymore. You know, it's like all these recruiting experts we talk to, and I've talked to four people the last three days. Uh, it, you know, talking to me about their children being recruited and what do you do? And you know, every single one of them has a recruiting guru uh, that they're that they're getting advice from. And a lot of times, the advice is not even. You didn't even ask for it. They just show up and give you their expertise because, well, I'm not sure why, because they don't have any expertise, but they claim that they do. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot of that, Jamie, is is the fact that uh, it's high screen roll, it's bad shot after bad shot. you got people making some bad shots. You know, LeBron can make bad shots because he's LeBron. Uh, the seventh grader at the YMCA, not so much. So I think the skills have diminished, the athleticism has increased. And we're putting, it's like the MV, MV, MVP race right now. Uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, pretty much those two guys are the MVP. Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. uh, he's not going to get it because he, he's not he's not flamboyant. Oh, by the way, his team wins big. And Harden's team is one. Uh, what, Russell Westbrook, they're probably getting swept out by Harden. But Russell Westbrook, he's the champion of the triple-double. People fall in love with stats. He's a, the greatest statistical player ever. Russell Westbrook even said, look, the only person I'm friends with on the court is the basketball. And that's a mindset. Look, how many, how many, Jamie, let me throw this question at you. How many MVPs did Michael Jordan have? Oh, you probably don't know, do you? No, I have no idea. How many, how many rings did he get? Uh, at least three, right? Six. They got six. Six, yeah. Uh, Bill Russell. How many MVPs did Bill Russell get? That's for the average person. You have no idea, idea how many uh, MVPs Bill Russell got. He got 11 championship rings. How many MVPs did Tim Duncan get? Not sure. He got some championships. So he, the had point a few, being, he had a few, yeah, a few MVPs, yeah. Yeah, he had a few MVPs, but you don't remember Tim Duncan as the MVP. You remember that guy's winning world championships. Exactly. Kobe Bryant, same way. You remember him, Mike Johnson, winning world championships. Who are the guys that, that MVP is the biggest thing past their name? Uh, well, let's go with... Uh, Steve Nash, Flash, All-Star, MVP, yeah, never won. Uh, you look at uh, D. Rose, Flash, All-Star, MVP, never won. Uh, and so it's just those guys. And, you know, and I, and I, I would throw Carl Malone in there except for one thing. Carl Malone just was unfortunate in his timing because he came out. He, he was in his prime at the same time Michael Jordan was. So you take Carl Malone and you take Charles Barkley, I would put them as asterisks on there. They're MVPs, but I don't put them in the same class as Steve Nash, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, and I, this was my hero growing up. I had two heroes in basketball, Walt Frazier with the Knicks, and I got older, it was Dr. J, Julius Irving. And Julius Irving would go head-to-head with Larry Bird when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson came in the league. Bird and Magic were better players. They were better shooters. They were better passers. They were better rebounders. They're better defenders. Dr. J was a better athlete. He dunked. He had an incredible wingspan. Uh, he put up prolific numbers, per se. But it was hands down, Magic and Bird were, were clearly better players. I think Russell Westbrook is this generation's Dr. J. Uh, he puts up incredible numbers. Mm-hmm. I would pay to watch Russell Westbrook play. I, I'm telling you, I would pay for a courtside seat to go watch that guy play basketball. But do you think you're going to win a championship with him? Not happen. But he's going to be a sideshow on the way out. Yeah, had it came close with uh, when Durant was they were together in OKC, but uh, now not so much. So uh, again, you know, you, you brought up something as we leave here. I thought that was a real interesting point. You said there's 64, 64 positions in this draft, and you probably got 164 kids coming out early out of college. Uh, how well do you think that's going to translate? Mm. Uh, Unless uh, you're, there's a yeah, yeah, they're they're not going to get drafted, Jamie. It's like it's like the kid, blatant kid at LSU. He's coming out as a sophomore. He's the 44th ranked sophomore in America. Right. 
Not 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 player, sophomore. So he's going to come out. I don't know if he signed an agent or not. I'm assuming he probably did. But uh, you know, hey, welcome to Uruguay. Uh, you know, exactly. we're going to give you a llama. That that's going to be your bone and your signing bonus. You get two llamas and a goat. Uh, and you know, you wish it well. You just wonder sometimes on the uh, advice they're getting. Jamie, appreciate it today, man. We got to get out of here. Sure. Thanks to our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Carolina Hospital. 318-345-4545. The best pet care you're going to get. It's worth the trip. If you live far away, go see him on US 165 North of Monroe. GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, Spawnavel, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Powers, Gourmet Pizza by Design for John Tabor. I am Terry Walter for Jamie Fox as well. You guys have a great day, folks. Aloha. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. 